to Flotsam, a role-playing series about rats surviving in a mysterious sinking city. In our last season, five rats woke up in the rusting shell of a vast metal ship. They were the elderly Enid, always part of the scenery, the brash Vern, who always stands out in the crowd, the young tinkerer Reg, who needs to know what makes things tick, the rakish Gentry, who has clearly little regard for the law, and young Billy, who died from his wounds, but whose ghost seems to be tagging along with Enid. None had clear memories of why they were there and where they came from. They found their way to the rat city of Flotsam, where the buildings on the cobbled streets are lit and heated by the mysterious ember crystals. In a dispute with a smuggler gang called the Tappers, led by Gwen, our rats used an unusual ember crystal as a weapon, stunning Elwood, Gwen's young ward, and sending him into a delirious trance. A distraught Gwen forced them to try and heal the youngster, and our rats thought they had succeeded. Until his body twisted, lengthened, rose up and declared that it was awake again. The old shaman Scour called it a demon. Now, can they defeat it and save Elwood? Episode 13, The Broken Ember. When last we left them, Reg, Enid and Vern were in a small cave under the ground somewhere. Um, they'd been dragged there by Gwyn's people and they had been trying to cure Elwood, who was under some sort of spell, possibly as a result of the ember that they threw at him. Enid had done her best to try and solve this problem, and by summoning up Billy, the spirit inside her, it didn't seem to do much good for a bit, and then finally, with a bit of help from Scour, um, Billy seemed to sort the problem out, and Elwood seemed to be recovering. Gwen was very grateful, Everything else was fine and dandy. Um, they came to some sort of accord about um, who would interfere with uh, whose business, uh, and everything looked like it was going to be fine. Then some weird red lights started wreathing around Elwood. Enid shouted to Scour, What does a red light mean? Scour said, Demon! And that was just before everything erupted into uh, red gold light and the figure of Elwood twisted into this tall, elongated rat creature uh, that you could just see a dark silhouette of and said, awake again. That's where we left it. Oh, no. Uh-oh. I know that Vern was on the other side of the room, having just been untied from a chair. Uh, I'm relatively sure that the, the two closest people to this creature were... Enid and Reg. So I'd like to know who's closest. Do that with a die if you like. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm four feet away. <laughs> I'm five feet away. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oops. It all happens in an instant. You've got this moment of seeing smoke, red light, gold light, this this creature writhing up from the ground. You're pretty much all blown off your feet at that point and with this thing towering over you. Um, it says, awake again, and casts an eye around the room, seizes on Reg as a possible target, reaches out with a clawed hand. I mean, it's so sort of gnarled, it's almost, almost tree branch-like reaches out towards Reg uh, Reg you, you, it just happened so fast you don't really have time to do anything seizes you by the head wrapping its claws ah. around the top of your head lifts you up off the ground and the rest of you can, can see this again 
there isn't really time to react. You've been blown off your feet, everything's blinding, it's hard to work out what on earth to do. You might be able to scrabble a weapon into a hand, I know you have one, but there is this moment, this horrifically frozen moment where Reg has been lifted off his feet by his head up to the level of the creature which is now to your eyes maybe twice the height of a rat uh, and is, is actually slightly hunched down under this cave ceiling um, it reaches him up it leans over to him red eyes glowing opens its jaw <laughs> and then stops suddenly sniffing as if something's caught its attention. And it looks off to the left, drops Reg, opens the hand, <gasps> and then drifts rapidly out of the room. It doesn't seem to be walking so much as floating as it does, and suddenly rapidly disappears through a dark cave entrance into the room, and the room goes into blackness. Mm. It's not quite black. There is a weird red residue floating around floor level. It's patterned in some way. It's kind of difficult to make out. It's as if somebody's daubed the floor with paint. There is a moment and then somebody, maybe Stump, fumbles with a lantern and the lantern comes back on. An oil lamp on the table, leaving you in a, a circle of glowing yellow light. Scour? Oh. What, what the hell was that? What do we do, Scour? says Gwen. I, I have no idea. Uh, can we get out of here? We don't know where it's gone. Uh, Stump, come with me. And Gwen and Stump head towards that entrance very cautiously and take a few steps down the corridor. What are the rest of you doing while they investigate? I'll have got the knife out and be holding that at my hip and I will go over to the residue and poke it with the end of the knife. Well, now the lanterns come out, it's it's not quite as easy to see. It was almost glowing with its own light. But it looks like... Do you know what a mandala is? Mm-hmm. Okay, so for, for anybody who doesn't know, um, it looks like a big round pattern, interwoven pattern, symmetrical pattern, that's been somehow burned into the fabric of the floor and actually the surrounding items. So at one point where a line crosses the floor and there's a chair in the way actually the the lower bars of the chair are charred and burnt to form this pattern so it's like when this thing appeared there must have been a patterned fire around its feet you didn't see anything but it appears to be scored into the ground scored into the stone scored into the wood of the objects that it intersects with this this really complicated interlacing pattern reg is going to sidle over to scour scour can our wood be saved uh, I have absolutely no idea. I mean, I've heard of these things, but I've never seen one, and I had no idea that they, you know, they, they came out of people like like that. I honestly, um, this is this is something that I've not seen. I've only heard of. Um, this the Kindlers must know about this. This must be why they 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 mark the um, mark the embers as safe. Well, if you say so, uh, honestly, uh, I, I, I don't really know what to do. I, I, I do know that there's a creature out there and I don't know what it wants or what it's trying to get after. Why did it leave you? I, I don't know. I, I didn't do anything. I, I just, it just looked at me and, and then it, and then it looked away. It was like it, it was like it sensed something else. 
or someone else. I don't think we should hang around, says Gentry. Surely. Can't we get out of here? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. I think if possible, Vern will want to, I know the light's really low, but have a quick scour, um, no pun intended, uh, look around the room and see if there's anything useful to, to kind of, he, he, he's now going into, okay, we're having a fight, are we? Uh, wants to weaponize himself or find anything he can that he might be useful before we head out of this cave into the darkness. Okay, uh, just so you're aware, there are other rats in here with you. You have, I think, another four rats in here. You have uh, Silas, who appears to be um, very similar to Stump, possibly even related to Stump. Um, you have three others uh, who I think you have heard the names Jeanette before and possibly mm-hmm. Larry. Um, you've encountered some of these on the boat when they tried to take your boat over. So you're not um, at liberty to do what you like in Gwen's hideout here. But at the moment, they seem to be taking up guard or carrying in a corner or uh, they're probably not going to stop you. But if you do something blatant, like start removing a large amount of coin or anything like that, they'll probably have a go. Hmm. I'm going to pop over and, and have a quick look at the uh, this residue. Curious about this the pattern now that I've spoken to Scale. It's, as I described, it's not really residue so much as it is, as it is a, a burn mark. Um, right. It is pretty big. Uh, it's hard to do a sketch of it or anything like that, for example, because it, it takes up a lot of the room and it's hard to get any sort of bird's eye view of it. But you're pretty sure you would recognise something like it if you if you saw it again. Okay. I don't think I've got anything to make a sketch with anyway, or, or time to do that. But, um, but I, I just want to try to... Uh, recognize it does it seem to be the same pattern all the way across the floor it's it is centered on the spot where the creature appeared oh okay it's a round pattern uh, a bit like a um i don't know a chrysanthemum or something like that it's, right. it's lots of interlocking twining lines that are mostly but not quite symmetrical um, like a, a a knotwork sort of shape centered on the spot where it appeared okay well which way is out then and as you say that gwen and Stump reappear at the entrance that the creature went through. It's busy for the time being. It's found one of our ember stores and appears to be methodically going through draining them. I think it's hungry and I think it's eating and I think we should get out of here. I'll keep it busy for for a while. And it'll be more powerful afterwards, I would imagine. Let's get out of here and then discuss what we're going to do. Okay. Is there no way of cutting off the food source? It's in our ember supplies. It's Exactly. In... They're temperamental, those things, remember? I seem to remember a mishap or two on a boat of some kind. Might that not just release the power for it to feed on? Aye, says Scar. I think the trouble is it's trying to get into those stones and all you'll be doing is giving it a lot of what's in those stones very, very quickly. It doesn't sound like a thing to be standing around for, really, does it? Fair point. Let's get out of here and discuss it later. We'll lock down what we can, but I I don't think gates are going to stop that thing. No, no. And Gwen heads over to one of the other exits, uh, picks up a couple of things, including uh, a satchel, uh, throws Reg, uh, she throws you your satchel that had embers in it. Oh, brilliant. And starts instructing the others to pick things up and get some barriers across the doorway that the creature went down uh, and just sort of starts organising things. Uh, I think at this point, Vernal, if you can, just wander up to Gwen and say, well, now we're on uh, 
good terms, shall we say. I thought you might want another fighter on your side if you have a spare piece of wood or metal or anything for me to cause trouble with on your behalf. Good terms. Well, let's say they're better than they were, and at the moment I think we've both got bigger problems to focus on. Elwood might never come back from this. You're quite right. I'm going to rely on your help for now, and I'm not going to be antagonistic to you for now. But you may have cost me something I valued a great deal. So, I'm happy to have you by my side with a weapon. But just stop talking to me. You're no good at it. She stalks off. (laughs) (sighs) I got a weapon. It's fine by me. I'll take the abuse. Still a charmer, I see. (sighs) Mr. Peabody will press a wooden club into your hands. I'll just flash him a smile. Thank you kindly. Okay, in pretty short order, because you don't want to hang around, a small group of rats makes its way through uh, some rocky tunnels, some of which are clearly cut and carved, some of which are actually feel like old basements and old buildings. At strange angles, a lot of them, like everything's shifted at, at some point. Um, and you find yourself trailing through a, a frankly baffling labyrinth of these things, apart from you, Enid, because you always need to know where you are, so mm-hmm. you keep a pretty good record of, of what's going on and where things are going on. As you move through this, the rats you're with will close doors behind you, bolt things behind you, put locks behind you, anything in an attempt to presumably slow this this thing down. And um, after probably 15 minutes, 20 minutes, it's hard to tell how long it's been, you find yourselves climbing a tall ladder, the sort of metal-runged ladder you'd expect in sewers. And you carry on up that, and it's pretty long, and it's pretty hard going, uh, especially for you, Vern, with your uh, injured hand. Mm. And at the top stump, batters open a hatch, crawls out, and the rest of you follow, and you emerge in a darkened room, which appears to be of old stone. It's quite big. To Reg and Enid, it's familiar. It's the place, uh, or very similar looking to the place, where you were captured with... Scour. You all file out, the hatch is closed, and Scour sort of picks himself up a bit. Hey, well, I think we should have something to drink. I need something to drink, don't know about you, and uh, we can have a talk, maybe. But um, as to where we are, it looks over at Gwen, you're not really welcome here, so I'd advise you and your lads to just go a bit canny with weaving the weapons around, all right? Gwen nods. I think, like our friend here said, we have bigger problems right now. Aye, well, some of the lads are jumpy, you know how it is. And Scour leads you down a couple of tunnels and you emerge in the room that you met him in, Enid, which is uh, a sort of biggish stone room with a fire in the middle with a few things to sit on and what was possibly once a meal in the middle of it. There are a few doors off the room and there's some steps up out of here. There's nobody else here at the moment. So just to check, this is the room where Enid met him after they went over the wall in Ruin? That's correct, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. okay. Oh, good, we're back in Ruin. Yay. (laughs) I think if there's still some food on the table, is is it 
is it like weak old food? If it looks edible, Vern's going to go straight for the table and grab a handful of food. Okay, it's not a table. Um, it's uh, uh, some food on the spit, and by now it's probably a couple of hours old. Mm, okay. Well, in which case, we'll walk up and just say, "Anybody mind?" As he just sort of starts peeling some of it off the spit. Pretty much everybody ignores you, I would imagine. Excellent. Food for Vern. Reggie's pacing up and down, scratching his head and, and uh, muttering to himself. Scour is also pacing up and down, muttering to himself. Gwen is leaning against the wall, and the others are sort of generally taking up guard positions. Mr Peabody looks quite frazzled in the corner, and quite upset, actually. Enid scuttles over to the food on the spit and just holds a hand out to Vern in a sort of expecting-to-be-given-food kind of way. And Vern will take a chunk off and just just give Enid a look and sort of slap some meat, I assume, <laughs> down into her hand. <laughs> Grubs up. Doesn't chuckle for once, just nods thanks and walks off into the corner, nibbling it and looking at the bowl in her hand. Right, says Gwen. We seem to have unleashed a demon in the body of somebody that I care for. So... How do we get him back, Scour? Uh, as I said, I, I don't know. I've not seen these things before. I've heard of them, uh, but a long time ago. You know, they, they caused enough trouble. I mean, it's things like this which made the uh, made the Dominion set up the chain guard. It's it's you know, this is legendary stuff you're talking about now. I I don't know enough about any of this. This is well beyond me. Well, I'm I'm new here, but I'm beginning to piece stuff together I mean as far as I understand it the embers contain people people's souls or spirits or some some kind of energy when they break the spirit is released it finds a host but the kindlers must know that some of the some of the stones don't contain people contain something else so all the embers that we see around the uh, around the city they've been they've been marked They've been marked so to show that they're safe by the Kindlers Guild, and the stuff that we've been bringing back from that wrecked ship—it's not been checked. So that thing's eating people, or what's left of people. I think so, but I don't know. I don't know if Elwood can be saved because the demon is sharing his host body. Maybe he's still in there somewhere. I hope so, but maybe his body looks damaged. Maybe his spirit could be saved. I think we need to talk to the Kindlers. They must know something more about this than we do. They must know how to check if a if an ember contains a person or a demon. So maybe they can. Maybe they'll know something more about how to locate demons, sense their presence. I don't know. Stopping them would be a favourite, says Gwen. While we look into this, what's that thing going to be doing? Eating, I suspect, says Scarron. It said again. What was it? Free again? Out of... It must have been bound in that ember for quite a while. If it's been bound once, it can be bound again. Well, that was my thinking. That's a very good point. Whoever made these things must have been able to put the demon in it. Well, surely if the Dominion set up this whole chain guard, they must have had a reason. You don't just set that up for no purpose. Perhaps they fought these things before. I, I mean, it would have been a long time ago, but there's certainly legends of these things being fought, but I don't know how they'd have been bound. But the, the, the other thing that occurs to me is, if there's more than one of these things in embers, 
Where are the rest? Oh no. What, yeah, what if it finds more demons in embers? And if there's a way to check for them, well, surely that means that there are other ones that have been checked. There must be some way that they've been stored. Or destroyed. We can only hope. But you're right, the Kindles sound like a good start, Reg. Yeah. Issue there, of course, is how do we get to talk to the Kindlers? I might know somebody, says Gwen. It'd be difficult. It would mean us getting into the court. And we're not going to be popular. And what are we going to do? Just waddle up to them and go, about the demons in in those crystals we're not supposed to have? Yeah, well, when it runs out of embers, it might start on living people. And it's worth bearing in mind that we may have released this and it's causing us trouble, but it's not going to stop with us. Yeah, maybe, maybe they'll uh, set aside our transgressions temporarily while we deal with the uh, bigger problem. Well, frankly, I can't see the entire place listening to us without some sort of evidence. But I think the longer we leave it, the more evidence will become obvious, if you know what I mean, as that thing keeps moving. So, I don't know, uh, you said you had some way of getting to the Kindlers, Gwen. Would we need to take something? Would we need to prove this to them or something? I can get us to somebody who can listen, whether they have the authority to do anything about it, I don't know. They may at the least be able to give us some more information, though. Well, we don't know anything at the moment, so anybody got a better idea? Well, at least if we try to warn the Kindlers that there's a there's a demon on the loose, maybe they'll act slightly quicker when they start to hear stories of bad things happening around the city. Maybe stories is why they'll listen. Nobody's been talking about this. I haven't heard any mention of demons. Maybe just us knowing about it will be proof enough. I mean, we're assuming, of course, that the Kindlers even know themselves. They could just be doing good work checking this fuel supply. They may have no idea what they're dealing with. Chain Guard, on the other hand, sounds like they've been set up and know exactly what they might be fighting. We wouldn't have to convince them of anything. I'm sure once we tell them what we found in an ember, they'd know exactly that we're telling the truth. Well, a long time ago, maybe, but whether they still think that is a different matter. People forget things, become complacent, you know what I mean? Well, it sounds like everybody's time to be complacent is about to be up. Well, we can't all do this. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, I think we need to be tracking what this creature is doing, where it's going. That's probably something for my people to do, because we know how to move around this place without having to worry about walls, and we know some of the deeper places beneath the island. So, people to approach, Kindlers, Chain Guard. I can find us a way into the court. I'll be needed for that, at least to make introduction. What do you want to do? I, I'd like to talk to the Kindlers. I'd quite like to get my hand fixed. I can sort something out. Uh, I mean, I could help you with the pain. Depends whether it's broken or not, really, but I'm sure we can take the pain away. It might mean you drink a couple of interesting substances, if you can handle that. Well, that wouldn't be the first time. As long as my hand's good enough to swing a club, it'll be fine. Right, I'll sort something out for that. I am not the person to wander around either the Dominion or the court. Just so you know. Yes, and I, th- I think our tall friend here is probably... Um, she's like, looking at, at Vern... Based on your behaviour so far, love, I think, as far away from the courts as possible, no? I don't know what you mean. I am positively charming. Mm. Well, 
I'll go wherever you think best and I'll shoot a look at Scour because he understands the powers that are going on. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what they'd make of me. Which do you think's most important, he says, looking at you, Anne Gwen. We have an in, maybe, to the Kindlos. An in to the Dominion might be a bit harder, in that, you know, if you do the wrong thing with the Dominion, you might end up in some cells somewhere for a bit. Seems to me like the Kindlos are a good start. To be fair, I think if we start going poking around the Kindlers talking about demons, word will find the chain guard soon enough. Mm. Aye, aye. And frankly, those... Dominion types and their lady just... Well, I've seen some very strange stuff in my time and those worry me. They really do. Makes your skin crawl. Okay then, well let's sort this hand out for you and then Mistress Gwen, maybe you could take a look at how people might get into the court. Right, she says. I'll talk to my people, get them to track the creature if they can, try and find out what it's doing. Uh, and, and I'll talk to a couple of contacts and come back. It might be as as good as anything else to get a bit of rest here. Uh, okay. Reg will sit down and uh, pull uh, one of the broken embers from his satchel and start examining it. Okay. This is one of the ones you took from the boat, I assume, from the Iskander? Yes, yes. Uh, so it's not got the, protect- the seal of the Kindler's Guild on it. Yeah. Are you looking for um, anything in particular? Uh, I'm uh, just looking to learn as much as possible uh, about it. Presumably the the way to defeat demons is to trap them. Uh, and so um, I'm going to try to figure out what it is about the, the, the crystal that, that makes it hold a soul and see if I can think of some way of trapping the demon again. I'm assuming that everybody will have a bit of downtime now as uh, Scour sorts out getting somebody to put some weird substances on Vern's hand um, and as Gwen disappears and has a, a council of war with her people um, and sends them off into the darkness to track the creature um, and the rest of you catch up on, on food, maybe a bit of sleep uh, and Reg examines this ember. Uh, Reg something that you do notice now you've you've sort of seen it already uh, and, and you're looking at the shards of this thing and you're maybe studying it through a little bit of firelight or something like that, you can see that there is patterning through the glass of the crystal here. It's it's not the same pattern as the thing you oh. saw, but but the oh. same sort of almost like interference pattern lines, if that makes sense, oh. through the glass. That, that's interesting. Ooh. Okay. Um, if I can get hold of some uh, paper and like stick a charcoal or something, um, I'll, I'll ask Scout. Um, I'm going to start doing some sketches and maybe, maybe try to see if I can piece together the whole pattern from different fragments of, of embers um, and also r- draw what I can remember of the of the demon pattern as well. One of the issues is it is very intricate. So we're talking sort of mm. interference patterns here. This isn't a simple, uh, let's draw a, a piece of knotwork. So no. you can get an, a feel for the pattern but recreating it is really going to take a heck of a long time of, of study, you would say, and, and some better eyeglasses or something. Right. In that case, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just make notes about it rather than try to try to draw it. Sure. Does anybody have anything they want to do uh, until uh, somebody comes back with a, with a plan? Enid will be sitting, uh, finishing her meat and holding the bowl with a stone that she got from the, the previous place and just occasionally rattling it. Not saying anything, but seeing if there's any response. No, but then there never has been. 
The thing that Billy moved was a tankard mm -hmm. way back. It was never a ball with a stone. I know. She's clinging to it. <laughs> it's all I know. Think around the problem, Billy. Um, Vern will just be um, doing... Well, I, I imagine it in like Indiana Jones style. Just sort of find a place for him to sort of sit down and lean back. And if he had a fedora hat, he'd just be sort of tipping it down over his, his eyes, just relaxing, basically. So he's had enough of today being drugged and kidnapped and seeing demons and breaking his hand. He's just... He's just going to take a little rest by the food while other rats tend to his mashed hand. Okay. Actually, just seeing Enid uh, rattling her, her bowl, um, Reggie's going to pat her over and, and, and sit next to her. E Enid? Yes, love? You've got, you've got a kind of sense of, of people's spirits, haven't you? I'm not sure I'd go that far, dear. What did the demon feel like to you? Could you sense it before it appeared? I'm not sure. I, I saw the red. Billy's the one with a lot of the power here. I'm not sure what I'm doing. Oh, okay. I think we're all going to have to learn pretty fast, eh? Mm, I'll try. Doesn't seem to be working very well, though. I've still got a um, lit ember in my satchel, haven't I? Yeah. Yep. Um, I'll get that out. If I'm right, there's a soul in here. Maybe you can sense it, talk to it. Maybe the crystal will stop you, I don't know. I'll give it a go. I'll I'll press it into Enid's paw. I'll look into it and, uh, and try and talk to it, I guess. Okay. To sense what's <laughs> going on with the spirit. Are you, are you trying to you trying to communicate with whatever's inside the crystal, or are you just trying to get a sense of it? I'd be getting a sense of it first. In which case, that will be a difficulty eight roll. Mm -hmm. You have medium, however. Yes. So you can have a plus two to your roll. Okay. <laughs> it's exactly six. <laughs> you put your hand, well, both hands slash paws. Uh, I still don't know what rat hand should be called. Um, you, you put both your, your hands around the crystal um, and lift it up and, and concentrate. It's warm. There is this warm glow through ember, which you've all felt at different times. You close your eyes and, and concentrate. And you can feel the sort of pulsing it comes in little waves, a slight vibration of the crystal. And, yeah, weirdly, it's like you're sitting next to somebody's bed while they're sleeping. This strange sense of, it's almost like you've got your hand on somebody's brow. You can hear their chest rising and falling and little breaths. And, yeah, immediately it feels like it's alive. Mm. Oh. Yes, this... There's something going on here. I don't, I'm not sure I can talk to it, but I'll, I'll give it a go. To communicate with whatever's in there will be a difficulty 10. <laughs> Again, you get a plus two for being a medium. Okay. Witness, Jay. <laughs> oh! <laughs> That's a natural nine. Excellent. Whew. Wow. Eyes closed, you go deeper and the room you're in the sound of the crackling of fire the sound of the other rats moving around sort of goes away from you and it's like you're floating in nothing just um, somewhere inside your own head there is somebody again it's a little bit like you're sat next to their bedside um, but they stir a little bit as, as you're there it's like they've just come out of a deep deep slumber but they're not properly awake in any way they're just 
sort of slightly awake and, and their mouth opens and you hear a little sort of sigh and you feel like you could probably talk to them if you wanted. Are, are you all right there, love? I'm so tired. What's your name? What are you talking about, Mum? Mum? Oh. Um, uh, it'll, it'll all be all right, love. Just, um, what, what happened? Why are you tired? Uh, they wouldn't let me sleep, kept asking questions. Who's they, love? The, you know, the people in the coats. <laughs> coats? What colour? Uh, grey. Grey? Did they hurt you? I'm just very tired. Good night, Mum. Good night, love. And rolls over and goes to sleep. And the other thing about this, as you sort of come back to yourself, is that they weren't a rat and neither was your hand. I think the enormity of that will be too much for me to process right away. And as I come back to reality and open my eyes, I'll just stare at my hand for a bit and not say anything. You're right, Enid. No response. I'll try and take the ember gently from her hands. Enid? We shouldn't bother him again for a bit. Him? Okay. I'll put the ember away. So you were able to make contact? Of a kind, I suppose. We weren't here, though. It was different. Yeah. Yeah, some of... I, I remember a different place, vaguely. Did you learn anything? Maybe. I've got to... I've got to think on it. And, and I kind of... I turn away from him. I can't deal with this right now and I go and huddle up somewhere warm. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. And just stare at my hand. Okay. I'll give us some space. People have a bit of downtime, a bit of rest. Vern, uh, a smallish black rat with painted lines on her face, does something to your hand involving some sort of herbal mix and a bandage and makes you drink something which... When you start drinking it, you immediately want to spit it out, but by the time it gets down deep into your chest, uh, actually that's really warming, it's like fine brandy. And you feel not fully better, but a bit better, and at the moment you feel a little bit floaty, um, a, a bit like Reg did. You, you feel uh, like you could maybe take on, well, probably not a demon, but you certainly feel full of energy and... Scour is waddling around the place, talking to people who have the same patterns on them as him, and generally looking worried and sometimes furious. And Gwen returns. With her is Mr Peabody. Stump and the others aren't there. I think I can get us into the court. I think I can get us to talk to a particular person. As you said... Scour, I don't think that you'll fit in, really. The rest of you will need to make you look the part. Hmm. I can't talk to this person. I'm going to have to tell you how to find them. They shouldn't know that I'm involved. At this point, Vern will have, you know, waddled over and in his new emboldened state, um, just look at Gwen. And why exactly should they not know you're involved? 
I'm slightly concerned about walking into a a place where we don't know exactly who's holding what cards, and you ain't exactly been truthful with us before. I just want to know what we're walking into. You're going to walk into a situation where somebody that I used to know will be your entrance into the world of the court. But could we use our knowledge of you to ingratiate ourselves? I will get you into the court. Don't mention my name. That's enough, all right? All right. Understood. End of episode. Please do join us for the next episode in which our rats enter the court to meet with a kindler contact. Flotsam is a game by me, Ian Thomas. Our players are Amelia Tyler, Chris Payne, and Jay Britton. Editing was by Ian. Sound effects were by Ian with help from the lovely people at Freesound, and the music was composed by Ian. You can find out more about us and about the game at the website flotsam.city.